Welcome to Asia Focus on HDJB World Radio, Melbourne, Australia. We invite you to join us for the next half hour as we focus on Asia. And now, here are your hosts, Ty Sticks and Eric Skedabo. Thank you, Susan. I'm Eric Skedabo. And I'm Ty Sticks. And I'm Miriam Choi. And this is Asia Focus right here on HCJB World Radio, Melbourne, Australia. And on today's program, we have this week's Christian Asian news that we'll be sharing with you later on. And also, we have a Daylight Christian profile from Grant James over in the United States. Today, he is going to teach us about the missionary to India, Alexander Duff. And also, we want to start off today's program telling you about a very special website it's over in the United States, and it's put on. Uh, the webmaster is Shay Hoodman, and it's kind of interesting how I found this. I was just doing a search, wanted to answer some questions that my daughter had about the Bible, and I found www.gotquestions.org. And I know that a lot of people in our listening area have questions about the Bible and spiritual matters, and it's just nice to know that if you have those questions... You can just go to this website and have your questions answered. So we thought we would share that information with you. And also, one of the surprising things is here, Shay Hoodman is in the United States, but a lot of his questions are coming from Asia. So we thought that that would be interesting to find out more about that. And also, just to let you know that, hey, if you're listening today, you have some questions. You don't have to just have those questions and not get them answered, you can have them answered by going to that website. So, we'll start off today's program with this conversation with Shade Hoodman, the webmaster for gotquestions.org. Joining us via the telephone from Colorado Springs in the United States is Shay Hoodman. Welcome to the program. Thank you for having me, Eric. Great to have you on the program, and you are the webmaster for gotquestions.org, a website specifically dedicated to answering whatever spiritually related questions you might have. Did I kind of sum that up correctly, Shay? You summed it up as best as it can be summed up in one sentence. Okay, great. Now, how did it all get started? How did you start answering all these questions? Um, we launched our website about um, four and a half years ago, February of 2002, um, I just graduated from seminary, and my wife and I were really looking for something new and exciting to do as a ministry. Um, I had always been interested in computers and technology and loved the Internet, and so God just kind of placed a desire in our heart. I want to create a Christian website where people can come and ask any sort of spiritual-related question they have, and we would answer them. And What we originally envisioned as well, maybe 15 minutes a night, a few questions here and there, God had other plans, and within a month's time, we were getting 30 questions a day. Within two months, it was 60 questions a day, and this kept growing and growing to the point that it turned into a full-time ministry position for myself. Wow. So originally, you just had it in mind you know, as a ministry to Christians, is that correct? That was our original idea, primarily because we didn't really imagine that non-Christians would coming to a Christian website to ask questions, but as soon as we recognized that that was indeed happening, then we kind of sort of re-envisioned what we were going to do and started focusing more on presenting the gospel and even answering some of the other questions in a way that would be more easily understood by someone who wasn't already a believer. 
And as you mentioned, this has grown from just a part-time ministry, at least that was your initial vision, but now it's a full-time ministry and you have people connected with your ministry helping you out all over the world? Yes, we do. Um, I am the, the one full-time employee of the ministry. Uh, we have a um, board of directors who are all very involved. We have currently um, 98 um, volunteer writers who help us answer all the questions that we receive in English. And then we have uh, teams of translators, approximately 50 in number, who are helping us translate into all these languages. So I attempt to coordinate all the communication between all these individuals. And what is the response now? How big has it grown? Um, we um, are currently, we average about 125 questions per day. I'll, I'll just give you some of the um, statistics from June mm-hmm. of, of this year. Um, in June, we received 350,000 visitors to the website. Wow. Um, most exciting is the fact that um, our different um, gospel presentation pages were visited over 18,500 times, and from that, we had um, 2,021 people indicate a decision to receive Christ as Savior through our gospel pages, and that's including all the different languages that we're in. It, was that in just one month? That's one month, June. Over 2,000 people accepted Christ through your website? Yes. Um, we always qualify that with a statement that um, these are how many people indicated a decision for Christ. We cannot, of course, mm-hmm. guarantee that they're all genuine first-time decisions to receive Christ, but based on how many people are visiting the pages and how such a small percentage are actually clicking on the button to indicate a decision, uh, we think a, a good percentage of them are um, are genuine and we, we praise the Lord for all of them, but even the ones that maybe aren't first-time decisions or maybe aren't true conversions, we're at least planting a seed in their heart, and mm-hmm. someone will come along and water that. Amen. That's right. Wow. Well, still, that's fantastic. That's a tremendous outreach. So if somebody's listening today and they say, yes, I have questions about God and spiritually related matters, how does it all work? How do they go to your website and have their questions answered? Well, um, for our... English speakers, um, if you visit the, the website, um, www.gotquestions.org, um, there are several different links to just ask a question. It's um, on the left-hand side, and that takes you to a web page where you can submit a question. All, all we ask for is your email address, and then, of course, the question. We try to give you as much privacy as possible so you can ask truly the questions that are on your heart. Mm-hmm. But then also on the website, we currently have over um, 1,200 um, frequently asked questions that are already answered. And a, a good majority of the questions we still receive actually already do have the answer online. Either the person couldn't find it or, or did not look for it. But either way, we're, we're happy to entertain and receive any, any questions that anyone has. And we're, that's what we're here for. And one of the attractions to having your questions answered on the Internet is that a lot of times people don't feel comfortable walking up to a person or just don't have the opportunity to speak to a pastor about a Bible-related question or something about spirituality. But it seems that there's an attraction to the anonymity of the Internet, wouldn't you say? Uh, most definitely. Um, just today we received a, a question where the person said exactly what you just said. Um, I, I have this question. I've always wondered what the answer was. But I'm sort of embarrassed about it, so I've, I don't really want to go ask my pastor. So can you um, answer this for me? 
And those are always really encouraging because then you know this is the question this person really wants to know the answer to, Mm -hmm. but does not feel comfortable asking someone in person. But she can ask us and know that we don't know who she is. Um, She doesn't know who we are and so forth. And she can feel very private and truly ask everything that's on her heart. Wow. So you're really helping people grow when they wouldn't get their answers anywhere else. That's, That's our goal. Mm-hmm, that's fantastic. So if somebody's listening today again and they have a question about a spiritually related matter, any question, it could be that you already have the answer on your website, or if it's not there, they can just type it in and ask you. Is that right? That's, that's correct. Um, like I said, approximately um, 75% of the questions we receive now actually do have answers online. But at the same time, a lot of people aren't um, experts in the Internet and have a little trouble in browsing through a website, mm-hmm. so we want to make it as easy as possible for them to just ask their question, even if they don't have the time or don't know how to actually look through it on, on the website. Okay, we're speaking with Shay Hoodman. He's the webmaster for gotquestions.org. It's just a answer-filled page, or a website, I should say, that if you have any spiritually related questions, you go to www.gotquestions.org. .org, and you can find your answers there. And if you don't find it, you can type it in and ask it to them if your question is in English. But you also have many of the answers translated to several other languages. Is that correct? That is. Um, in November of 2005, we started um, translating our web pages into other languages. Um, our original goal was just to target the maybe the 12 most popular languages that were used on the Internet, such as um, Spanish or German or Chinese. But then as soon as we started the first couple languages, we started getting volunteers for other languages. Like we had someone who wanted to do Romanian, someone who wanted to do Indonesian. And so, of course, uh, by no means are we going to turn that down. So Mm -hmm. it just grew and grew and grew to the point that as of um, this month, we are online in 45 different languages. Wow. So that's, uh, that's really exciting, and it's exciting to see how many people are visiting those pages. So rather than just um, being a ministry to English-speaking people, we are able to reach and be a ministry to people of other languages as well. Now, specifically, let's talk about Asia. What has been the response, or what types of questions are you getting from Asia? Well, um, we can't always tell uh, where a question comes from, but occasionally from the email address we can tell what country they're in. We've received quite a few questions from people in China who are asking about um, persecution, primarily from the government, and how they're limited on what they can do and how they can worship and so forth, and what to do in that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting that no matter where people are around the world, the questions are generally the same. Because hmm. all Christians um, struggle with the same items. Usually the questions we receive from China are generally the same as the ones we receive from England. So. Hmm, interesting. So it's not uniquely regional. To, to a certain extent it is, but um, for the most part, um, the questions seem to be the same. And of course you have many of your questions in Asian languages, uh, including Indonesian? Yes, we do. Um, currently, of the um, languages that we have that are represented in Asia, we have simplified Chinese, um, Arabic, um, Javanese, Nepali, Hindi, traditional Chinese, 
Korean, Japanese, Tagalog, Malay, Indonesian, Vietnamese, Mongolian, Thai, and Farsi. Okay, excellent. And what is your most popular language other than English? Other than English, um, in terms of how many visitors we have to the the website, it's actually Indonesian, Mm. which is surprising. But um, Chinese is a close third, but right now we have, um, because of the faithfulness of our two Indonesian translators, we have quite a bit more pages online in Indonesian than any other languages. So that's part of the reason that's driving the large amount of traffic from Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, Indonesia, um, China, of course, um, we get a, a lot of traffic from Singapore and Hong Kong, and India and the Philippines are two of the other um, countries that we get a, a significant amount of traffic from. So would it be safe to say that uh, we could draw the conclusion based on your website that many people in parts of Asia are seeking? Definitely. I would say... Um, People seem to be very open, and you know the internet has its pros and cons, and that there's a lot of garbage, there's a lot of really bad stuff on mm-hmm. the internet. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in terms of information, a lot of people look to the internet as a place to get reliable information. And thankfully, there are a lot of quality Christian ministries who are putting um, the gospel online, putting solid biblical truth online, and we're just excited to be a part of that, to be available. Well, we're very thankful that you provide that service. And again, the website is www.gotquestions.org. And so finally, Shay, what are some of the areas where you're getting the most responses from? Well, um, the vast majority of them are from the larger cities in in Asian countries. Obviously, the big cities are more heavily technological. There's more Internet access. But, for example, in India... Our top cities are New Delhi, um, Bombay, Bangalore, and Thailand, of course, Bangkok, and Indonesia, Jakarta, and um, the Philippines, um, Quezon and Manila, of course, Hong Kong and Taiwan being the two most technologically rich areas of China, Beijing, Shanghai, Seoul, Korea, um, and then in Japan, Tokyo and Osaka. So all the large cities seem to be our primary um, audience, and we're... And we're, it's excited to always hear that people in the smaller cities and people in the countryside in some of these countries are slowly but surely getting access to the Internet. Hmm, that's fantastic. Now, finally, Shay, in your wildest imagination, in your wildest dreams, did you ever imagine that this little uh, website that you were going to just do on the side, answering a few questions here and there, did you ever imagine it would turn into such an international endeavor? Never. Um Whenever I go to a church and um, speak and share the ministry, I always warn the congregation that never pray and ask God something for something to do in your spare time. <laughs> because he, um, if you're willing and ready to serve him, he will give you something to do. And he's given me more to do than I could have ever imagined. But it's hard work and it's a lot of hours, but it, it's tremendously rewarding. If I were to ask God for a ministry responsibility that it's exactly the type of stuff I love to do. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't have invented it myself. I mean, God's given me a ministry that's so rewarding and it's exactly what's in my heart. Excellent. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. 
Thank you for the opportunity, Eric. That's Jay Hoodman, the webmaster for gotquestions.org website, the website that you can go to to have your spiritually related questions answered. You're listening to Asia Focus right here on HCJB World Radio, Melbourne, Australia. I'm Eric Scadabo. I'm Ty Stakes. I'm Miriam Choi. And wasn't that an interesting conversation? Shay Hoodman, webmaster for gotquestions.org, just doing what he loves. Well, I think I've had that same experience myself. I mean, I want what to, you love? Yeah, God's given me a job to do, and his words rung very true with me. Mm-hmm. I never could have dreamed this up, the kind of thing that God's asked me to do. And uh, I think that's a good encouragement to our believing friends out there. If you will just say to God, God will do whatever you want. He knows exactly what you need to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but this is really exciting. I mean, to use your term, Eric, this guy's ministry is fantastic. I this might have a, said that one or two times in there. This is a fantastic, <laughs> far-reaching, humongous ministry. I mean, this guy never could have imagined it. It's really the impact that God is giving him. Um, it's, it's incredible. And actually, it's a growth of a little seed of faith. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and um, I noticed that he, um, he, he wasn't that uh, very, easy, very easy to communicate. But amazing how God used him in the different ways through the Internet. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the amazing one, the, the one hit me most is within one month, the number of people, you know, indicate that come to the Lord mm-hmm. is oh, just... Yeah. It's impossible to do when you do live in person with people. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think uh, when I did the interview with him, he said, oh, are you sure? Because, you know, talking isn't really his yeah. thing. He's more of a technical guy and a guy and a webmaster and all that. But uh, I think, well, he did fine in the interview. Mm. But I think that's an indication that in the body of Christ, you have different roles. Different people that's have right. different gifts. And some people are into technical things and statistics, and, you know, he just is very excited about that. And he's found his niche in the body of Christ. But he also got um, theological training, apparently. Mm -hmm. He had gone to seminary, and he had prepared for ministry. And God gave him a ministry that's not only theologically based. He needs all that information Mm -hmm. to answer these questions. But pick the guy who loves all the techie stuff, too, oh, yeah. Yeah. and could make it happen. So what a what a perfect fit. I mean, only God can do that. And another amazing thing that we need to say the most, uh, the, the biggest number that respond on the Internet, on his website, are that from Indonesia, when you, when you mm-hmm. look at statistics, they have mm-hmm. about 80% of Muslim. Yeah. And they, they are like the biggest number of people that switch on his uh, website. Yeah. Yes, uh, we should say that that was the the biggest non-English language response is from Indonesia. And also, we should also mention that he does not answer all these questions himself. Right, right, right. He started (laughs) out that way. way. That's right. And now he's got all kinds of people helping. So that's wonderful. So I just, you know, came across that website and I thought that's a wonderful ministry. It's impacting our listening audience in Asia. So we Mm -hmm. wanted to let people know about that. And I should say that if you're listening today and you do not have access to the Internet, we know that... We're going to many different places far away from big cities and far away from Internet access. But you still do have questions. Please feel free to write to us. Write us a letter, and we will either answer the question ourselves or send it on to Shay and the website there and have them send it, and we'll get the answer, photocopy it, and mail it back to you. Let's give our mailing address. Okay, our mailing address is HCJB Australia, GPO Box 691, Melbourne, 3001, Australia. And our email address? English, the at symbol, hcjb 
www.org.au. That's right. Please write to us today with your spiritual-related questions, or if you just want to say hi, that'd be fine, too. That's right. And, and Eric, I would just like to say as we close here that you're a guy particularly suited and gifted for the job you have, and that interview was fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, speaking of fantastic things, next we have a fantastic Daylight Christian profile with our fantastic friend, Grant James. Better than a century ago, back in 1878 in Scotland, Alexander Duff died. Alexander had been born in Scotland. He grew up in Scotland. He was educated in Scotland. But after two shipwrecks in which he came away with little but his wife, his life, and his Bible, Alexander spent his lifetime in India. Alexander had left Scotland for India with an 800-book library and a dream to educate the Indian people in the humanities, the sciences, and the Bible. But when nearly every one of his books but his Bible went to the bottom of the sea, he was left basically with the dream alone. A dream that in time, with his Bible in hand and Jesus in his heart, went from teaching five people under a banyan tree to instructing 300 people a week later, to 2,000 in a year, to 15,200 schools within 50 years, to the hundreds of thousands of Indian students who have studied the humanities and sciences all across India ever since. Alexander Duff may have had more success in educating India than he had in setting India free in Christ. But it wasn't for lack of trying. For late in his life, as an old man in Scotland, having collapsed on a church platform while fruitlessly urging his fellow countrymen to reach India with a message of Jesus, he struggled back up to the pulpit and exclaimed, When Queen Victoria calls for volunteers for India, hundreds of young men respond. But when King Jesus calls, no one goes. Very well. If Scotland has no more young men to send to India... Then old and decrepit though I am, I will go back. Even though I cannot preach, I can lie down on the banks of the Ganges and die in order to let the people of India know that there is at least one man in Scotland who cares enough for their souls to give his life for them. Alexander Duff, another bright ray of sun scent. Daylight. You're listening to Asia Focus right here on HCJB World Radio, Melbourne, Australia. And next on the program, we have this week's Christian Asia News. And to start us off, here's Miriam Choi. Two Bhutanese Christian men known as Benjamin and John were reportedly released from custody and reunited with their families on Saturday, July 29. The two had been arrested on January the 7th in the small town of Paro after sharing the gospel with a family. International Christian Concern, or ICC, successfully organized international pressure for the release of the two men. Jeremy Saw. ICC's Regional Policy Analyst for South Asia asked for continued prayers for the men as they rebuild their lives, as well as prayer for the government of Bhutan. 
Meanwhile, Gospel for Asia, or GFA, is ministering in Bhutan in a very creative way with film. Recently, GFA missionaries Laka and Diyali walked 120 kilometers through torrential rains over mountains through forests and flooding rivers to an appointment in a remote village of Bhutan. As they walked, they also carried their precious film projection equipment. On the last day of the journey, they walked 14 more hours with a few believers who came to guide them to the village where they would show the film. They reached their destination at the appointed time, and though they were exhausted from the journey, GFA reports that their hearts were refreshed when they saw the people just waiting to listen from God's word. Laka and Diyali report when the film began, there was pin drop silence. After the film, many young men and women came forward and committed their lives to the Lord in gratefulness for his love for them. The film was shown several times during the week, and by the week's end, 25 people had given their lives to the Lord. In October, Laka and Diali are planning to make the trip again to do follow-up with the new believers, pray for them and the new believers, and praise the Lord for his work in Bhutan. And finally, Sammy Tippett's evangelistic meetings in the Philippines have ended with a resounding roar to the heavens. The team was in the region at the end of July. The U.S.-based team ministered with Philippine partners at the Central Philippines University and also held two evangelistic crusades in the cities of Iloilo and Bacolod. Sammy Tippett Ministries reports that between 1,000 and 3,000 students attended each convocation at the Central University, and scores of students responded to the messages to give their hearts to Christ in every convocation. In the cities of Iloilo and Bacolod, the team served the local church by training more than 500 pastors, and the momentum of the Crusades grew as each evening passed, with many coming to Christ. And that is this week's Christian Asian News here on Asia Focus. We only have a few moments left on today's program. And in that remaining time, we want to read a few listener letters. We have this one from Malaysia. It says, We continue to uphold you and your subordinates in our prayers that the Lord will continue to use your Christian radio network to reach out to the world for Christ. And that's from Sabah in Malaysia. And then also we've received several letters here at HCJB Australia from Japan. And most of those, of course, are because of the new Japanese language programming that we have here on HCJV Australia. And those, of course, are produced by Kasuo Osaki, and they're heard every Sunday and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday, depending on how you look at it. That's at <laughs> 2230 UTC on the frequency 15525 kHz. So, if you speak Japanese, make sure you tune in Saturday and Sunday at 2230 UTC. And the kilohertz is 15.525 kilohertz. And one letter says, I'm so happy to listen to the long-awaited program from Australia. I wish you would give us more time. Thank you very much. It became an unforgettable day. That's from Japan. So we've received several letters like that. You could also say that you don't have to speak Japanese to listen. Maybe you want to learn Japanese. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's an idea mm-hmm. as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to today's program. And we invite you to join us again next time. Until then, I'm Eric Scadabo. I'm Ty Stakes. I'm Miriam Choi. Saying so long and God bless. Goodbye. You've been listening to Asia Focus on HCJB World Radio, Melbourne, Australia. If you have any questions or comments regarding today's program, please write to us. Our email address is 
English at hcjb.org.au, and our mailing address is HCJB World Radio, GPO Box six nine one, Melbourne three thousand and one, Australia. We invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Asia Focus. Oh, 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 oh,